Welcome to the ongoing story of the Bible, Season 6, Divided We Fall. The time is now around 850 BC. The divided kingdom, Israel's separation into the northern and southern kingdoms, is in chaos. The prophet Elisha takes the role of prophet in the land and performs miracles and prophecies. He has advised both Israel in the north and Judah in the south in a battle and foretold of a seven-year famine in the land. Episode 6 A Letter from Syria's King Now a Syrian officer, Naaman, meaning pleasant, has a dreaded skin disease. His wife's Israelite servant girl says that a prophet in Samaria can cure him. So King Benadad of Syria writes to King Joram of Judah He sends a letter and gifts, which Naaman and his entourage hand-delivers. But King Joram tears his clothes in despair, thinking that Benadad is trying to antagonize Israel. When Elisha hears about the request, he asks for Naaman to be sent to him. The entourage arrives, and Elisha sends word to Naaman via his servant Gehazi, meaning Valley of Vision. Elisha says that Naaman is to bathe in the River Jordan seven times and he will be cured. Now Naaman is furious with Elisha for communicating via a servant and with the nature of the cure. But Naaman's servants advise him to at least try and he concedes. The cure works and Naaman returns to pay his debt, but Elisha won't accept any gift. However, Gehazi decides to claim some of the payment and chases after the departing Syrians. When he returns to Elisha, he denies what he has done. Now Elisha says that his spirit has seen everything and that Gehazi will inherit Naaman's disease. As Elisha predicted, Israel now suffers seven years of famine. King Benhadad of Syria attacks, but Elisha warns Joram in advance. When King Benadad learns the secret of Israel's success, he sends men to capture Elisha. But the Syrian party is blinded and Elisha leads them to Israel's capital city, Samaria. He instructs that the men are fed and then released. But Benadad attacks again and now Joram wants to kill Elisha, even though he prophesies Israel's victory. The Syrian army camp is ready for battle, but in the night they hear the sound of an invasion and flee. Now four Israeli lepers head to the camp, willing to surrender to their enemy in exchange for food. They find the camp deserted, eat Syria's army supplies, take booty and return to Israel with the news. Now Israel's famine-struck people feed on Syrian army supplies. Now Elisha hears that King Benadad is ill, and so he heads to Syria to visit him. On his way, he is met by Haziel, whom God had told Elisha to anoint as Syria's next king. Haziel asks Elisha if his king will recover, and the prophet says that the king will die. Then Elisha looks at him and starts crying. Haziel asks why. Elisha says that he sees the horrible things that Haziel would do to Israel. Now Haziel returns to the king, tells him he will recover, but that night Haziel suffocates him and takes the throne. Meanwhile, in Judah, after King Jehoshaphat's 25-year reign, his son Jehoram, meaning Jehovah is exalted, becomes king. The time is now around 850 BC. 
the new king of Judah is married to the king of Israel's sister, Atalia, meaning afflicted of the Lord. They have a daughter, Jehosheba, meaning God is my oath, and she marries the high priest, Jehodiah, meaning God's knowledge. Meanwhile, Jehoshaphat's son, also called Jehoram, worships other gods, and Judah is invaded by Edomites, Philistines, Cushites, and Arabians. The invaders take his wives and plunder. They kill all but his youngest son and leave his queen, Atalia. Now, after an eight-year reign, King Jehoram of Judah dies of a horrible illness. He's not buried in the royal tombs. So, King Jehoram and Atalia's younger son, Ahaziah, meaning held by Jehovah, becomes king of Judah, aged just 22. He takes counsel from his mother and uncle in the north, King Jehoram of Israel. Now he gives Judah's military support to Israel to fight King Hazel's Syrian army at Ramoth-Gilead. But during the battle, King Jehoram of Israel is wounded and returns to Jezreel to recover, along with his nephew, King Ahaziah of Judah. The time is now around 843 BC. You can read the stories in the history of the kings through the books of 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, and then the relevant prophets that spoke to those particular kings. It's like compiling evidence from multiple sources. The stage of each Bible story adds volumes to its meaning. It's useful to have a map of the Middle East to plot out the geography where the stories took place. Because the stories take place over time and there have been different nationalities, a place name can change even throughout the Bible story. For example, when the Greeks were in power, they started to give places Greek names, Alexandria, Antioch, etc. Listen in for the next instalment of the ongoing Bible story. These podcasts, called Full Circle, are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries, and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word, and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators, some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.